Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Bowl season is underway and giving us the holiday cheer we generally lack. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout a.k.a. the bad boy mowers Gasparilla Bulls future CEO. And with me, as always, is AJ. Tropical Smoothie Cafe is the only smoothie for me, Marchese. That's not sponsored content. Mm, Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Today, we're going to talk about the 2020 NFL draft prospects who caught our eyes in the first wave of bowl games. And then we'll preview and pick the upcoming slate of bowl games. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a two Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on... The third, or don't, let's go seven rounds, let's go seven rounds together, let's go seven rounds forever, and that's a song. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Between NFL playoffs, NBA, NHL, and bowl season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid, my bookie. Okay, although the first wave of bulls are over, we've got uh, some uh, house cleaning to take care of here. And uh, AJ get the brooms because we got two new senior bowl acceptances. Whoa. Yeah, even though they finalized that roster and did a whole show about it. That was cool. <laughs> we we got to stop doing it, making fun of them for that, yeah, I think. whatever. Um the peanut butter cup at Army's. Damn it, I was going to try and say that, but I couldn't remember what the line was. <laughs> um, still no quarterbacks to add to the four we've got, uh, but two interior offensive linemen. Uh, and one of them is a guy we liked over the summer. So call this a win for Robin AJ. Uh, Jonah Jackson mm-hmm. of Ohio State, who obviously transferred, grad transferred there from Rutgers. Uh, yep. A guy we thought could be a potential late day three guy over the summer. Uh, that Ohio State offensive line, I think, was one of the most underrated in the country this year. I think one of the best. Yeah, in the but like, I think part of it is because there's no clear. Yeah, Stud. for this upcoming draft, at least. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, exactly. And I think that kind of worked and then, against them. And then all the attention going to Justin Fields and Dobbins and. Even Chase Young on the other side yes. of the ball, right? So I think, although, it, it, and it's, uh, it's, I think it's fair to say Ohio State's offensive line has been kind of iffy uh, the last few yeah. years, and this is the best offensive yeah. line they've had in some time. Uh, and Pretty Jonah good. Jackson was kind of the the leader up front. Actually, the right tackle, Brandon Bo- uh, Bowen, just accepted, I think, his East-West Shrine game, too. But 
Yeah, I think the other three guys are two of them redshirt sophomores and one's uh, a true junior, and I, I don't think any of them are going to declare. So I think that kind of worked against them truly getting their hype. But like even entering next year, mm-hmm. Mumford, the left tackle, and uh, Wyatt Davis, the right guard. I th- yeah, Wyatt, sure. I think Wyatt Davis is the best of the bunch, and then um, yeah. and even Josh Myers is just a very solid center. But yeah, jo- Jonah Jackson had a very like quietly really strong year, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of a old school mauler, I think, going to the Senior Bowl could solidify himself as a, a day three pick. And yep. then joining him is a uh, a redshirt junior, who obviously graduated in time, so he could accept his Senior Bowl uh letter. Is that what you would call it? I don't know. Invite. Invite. Thank you, uh, Keith Ishmael, the San Diego State Center, who. I hadn't heard a ton about. Nor have I. And um, he he's a three year starter, uh, quite athletic. But I like I haven't dug in on the tape or anything. Just from what I've I've seen, I mean, literally against Central Michigan. Um, <laughs> but just a classic in the way that San Diego State always has these run, the these run mauling uh, interior offensive yeah. or offensive linemen in general. Um, so he, he's a guy, I think mm-hmm. it's a really deep center class. So, but potentially he kind of is the day three guy that, that gets some hype just cause a lot of the centers to me are like day two level right now. Yeah. You comped him to uh, Javon Patterson, right? Oh, he wishes. <laughs> uh, and the, I still like Javon Patterson. <laughs> he, he versatile. Eh, I don't know. He had a really bad senior bowl. Um, <laughs> and then one notable East West Shrine game invite, uh, Ohio State safety Jordan Fuller. Yeah. Um, that's another good get for them, Rob. Yeah. Deep, uh, deep, deep-ish safety class. It's a deep class. I think all over. We talked about that multiple times. What so. do you think, just because just this popped in my head, what do you think the, the weakest position in the draft thus far is? Um, tight end? Yeah, and I think it's just we've been spoiled lately, kind of, well, especially last year, with tight ends yeah. that this it makes this class look not as great, and we've already had multiple potential top tight ends elect to return to school and combat and fire mm-hmm. Uh I, I think tight end, and that's, again, just a position that normally is kind of lacking too, though. Um, is, is safety next? Linebacker, mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty weak linebacker yeah, li- class, yeah. or at least a, a fuzzy one after the top two guys. Yeah. Like after Isaiah Simmons and Dylan Moses, you can go a lot of directions. That's a good point. Um, yeah. and then, hmm, I mean, it's not a good quarterback class. That's yeah, that's true. But like, obviously, you- after after like the top four guys, it's just a big drop off. Yeah, exactly. Like to me, right, right now, there's no like clear guy that you're banking on. On there's, I feel like there's generally a quarterback in every class where it's like that's the guy you can take on day two and potentially develop. Yeah. But unless like Jordan Love falls to day two, I don't think uh, there's really that in this class right now. Unless Anthony, no, Anthony Gordon shows sure. shows some uh, clear, consistent improvements at the Senior Bowl. I think it's Anthony Gordon's the only guy that can really make that leap uh, into that category. I would agree with that. Um, okay, a couple declarations, uh, starting with Auburn defensive lineman Nick Coe, a guy who entered the year with a lot of hype uh, mm-hmm. for his versatility and size and potential athletic upside, just didn't have the year. I, th- I think it was pretty clearly the third best of the Auburn defensive linemen this year after, obviously, Derek Brown, Agreed. I think Marlon Davidson outplayed him for pretty much the entire yeah. season. Coe disappeared for long stretches of the games. I th- I, I'm not surprised he declared, but he's going to need a, a big NFL combine to kind of, like, rebuild that hype. Do you remember when him and Derek Brown were almost on the same level? I remember in the summer, he was getting mocked in the first round of some mock drafts. Um, yeah. And I couldn't believe it because I don't, like, I don't, th- like, I don't even have a day two grade on him. I'm really low on him. Uh, especially because mm. I just don't know where you're gonna play him. He was banged up this year. Like he played in just nine games this year, um, but like he never even 
really had a game where he truly flashed. Yeah. And like his best spot might be as a five tech. He's just a, he's a very odd build and like he's he's long, but I don't think he's the most athletic guy if you're uh playing him as an edge. If you're playing him inside, mm-hmm. I don't think he's the strongest guy and like ultimately like maybe as just a two gapping five tech, I'm not sure. Yeah, and we've seen those guys not go very high, Rob. Yeah, so I think, again, I just think testing will be the big difference for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, joining him as a declarator, new word, or a real word. I like I, it, it could be a real word, I don't know. Uh, Louisiana Tech corner, Amik Robertson. Yeah, that's a fun one. Uh, I think we hyped him up last week. We though. love Amik Robertson. Uh, yeah. Sadly, he won't be playing in the Independence Bowl against Miami because he declared. Yeah. That's yeah. the only downside yeah. here. But I think one of the most underrated DBs in general in the country, um, he is maybe my favorite nickel in the class. I love nickels, and I just, I'm just i obsessed with him. Uh, dominated his level of competition, three-year starter. Mm-hmm. His TFL numbers are insane for a nickel, too, if you go and look at them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, like, ball production. I'm just going to pull up his numbers real quick because – they're just ridiculous. Uh, okay. 23 TFLs, 14 picks, 34 PBUs in three seasons at Louisiana Tech. Hell, ball skills uh, and willingness to tackle. What more do you need? Like, from the one question about him will be his size, and, like, that's why he's going to be yep. viewed as a nickel and not an outside guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is a guy, like, I would pound the table for. Um, instincts through the roof. Ultra aggressive, feisty, like something to improve on. He he's not as fluid as you might like. I testing again mm-hmm. going to be pretty big just because he's undersized. But like to me, he's a, a day two. Like a to- I, I'll say this: he's a top one hundred lock on my board. I know it's early to say that, but I love him that yeah. much. So I'm really excited that he declared. Uh, and I think just a guy who, as the draft approaches and more people dive into him. They're gonna the, the hype will build just because he's at he was at Louisiana Tech obviously so the hype hasn't fully gotten there for him yet. Yeah, exactly, and I agree with you. I have him like mid to late third round grades. Yeah, so. he's just also just like you know how there's guys that are just I find this a lot with DBs too um, are just ultra fun because they're just always involved, whether it be yeah. as a run defender or in coverage, and he just screams that. He's never far away from exactly. The football. Uh, also, declaring Arkansas safety Cameron Crow, <laughs> kind of surprising one. Um, mm-hmm. Big year for Arkansas and a really down year for them. Uh, I th- think three year starter, uh, long, lean. I th- kind of get the vibe that he could be a guy that uh, just with the trend of long corners, like um. Well, makes makes the, makes the, the conversion. conversion. I'm not like gonna say that's what he should do, but like remember when Trey Flowers was coming out of Oklahoma State, and obviously he yep. was this long, t- tall, lean cover safety, and moved to the corner, <coughs> moved to corner when the Hawks took him in the fifth round. I could I could see that yep. path for a guy like Curl testing going to be huge, combine going to be huge. That's always I think the risk with um not like. Guys who are lesser known declaring it's just you don't even have the senior bowl as that opportunity to yeah. put, put more out there and build high, or any bowl game for that matter, like uh, yeah. and and so it like all just kind of comes down to tape and combine testing. Um, but yeah, I think that he's one of the maybe five most surprising declarations thus far. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and we got a slew of guys who announced they will be returning. Which, uh, it, it's kind of nice to see, because we, we hadn't seen a ton of guys announce they would be returning yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting with uh, Curl's teammate, Rakeem <coughs> Boyd at Arkansas. I think we'll enter next year as one of the top senior running backs in the country. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you're a big fan of him, aren't you? He, he's a lot of fun. Like, I, 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 day three guy, but they use him well. And, like, in an Arkansas team that lacked so much, he had... He, mm-hmm. he had big production numbers. Like he yeah. he's got a lot of juice to rip off big plays. Uh, they also he wears the five and runs wildcat, so it reminds me of Derek <laughs> McFadden automatically. Um, yeah. But no, I think uh, a guy who will be like talked about as a potential early day three pick since he's returning now. 
Um, Potential senior bowl guy. Yeah, that too. Uh, he was also on uh, a season of Last Chance U, so, I mean, that's a bonus. <laughs> uh, also, what else we got? also returning, Katie Nixon did the old switcheroo, the Colorado receiver announced yeah. when LaVisca Chanel announced he was declaring. Uh, best friend Katie Nixon also announced. We, I'm not going to say we're, like, shocked or anything, but somewhat surprised. Um undersized speedster, kind of uh, a guy who, who's going to be playing slot at the next level. But he did the switcheroo. Mm-hmm. He's now returning to Colorado, which is huge for them and uh, Mel Tucker that they get a consistent playmaker back on offense next year where uh, an offense that's obviously losing the legend, Steven Montez, and then Chanel. So I think it's a smart move for for him. Uh, Agreed. Good kick returner with lots of slot upside. Uh, kind of be the guy for a full year now at Colorado. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and I like Katie Nixon. I think he's he's fun. Get really interesting product. And, yeah. and also, the speed obviously. Also, just we were mm-hmm. talking uh, guys returning and being able to play in those senior bowls, knee switching and everything. He's a guy who I, I'm always super uh, happy when an undersized receiver who's known for his route running can get that opportunity yeah. to put on a show in that scenario. Uh, so I think that the yeah. really really smart decision by him. Agreed. Uh, Fellow wide receiver from Wake Forest and friend of the show, Sage Surratt, also returning. Uh, I'm really happy he's returning because I thought he was one of the biggest risers in the country. I mean, he we watched a lot of Wake Forest games live this year. <laughs> and did, he was yeah. just, be, because he was so entertaining, I think we both were starting to fall for him. He was putting together yeah. one hell of a year. Obviously got injured, missed, I think, the last three games of the season. Uh, but still managed to top a, a thousand yards in just nine games. Uh, height, weight, speed, freak. Who he just is. He he's got that the build about him in the way that Josh Gordon had that build. Like just he looks like he was carved from marble. I'll say it. <laughs> I think he's like, body beautiful. Mike Mayock taught me that. He he is. Um, I think going back to school makes sense. He was only redshirt sophomore, right? And, yeah, redshirt. Uh, and, and I mean, last year they had their redshirt sophomore um, declare, and he went undrafted. And I'm, Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, redshirt sophomore. So for him to go de- back and sorry, just declaring yeah, as a redshirt with, sophomore is super dangerous. I think. Yeah, I agree. Like unless you're like a top sixty lock, even if you like, I don't know. I, I it's 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 risky and like. Again, with the injury, I think him going back to school just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and Jamie Newman, their quarterback, probably is also returning. Like, Wake's going to have a lot of talent because guess what? Yeah. Carlos Basham Jr., their edge rusher, is also returning, he announced. And he's going to be one of the top senior prospects in the country next year, probably. Yeah, he will be. He, um, he I think, was top 100 on a lot of boards and even top 50 on some. Um, yep. And I'm pretty pleased he's returning uh especially just because i i mean next year clearly wake force is our team next year right <laughs> that's correct and yeah absolutely he, he's a guy who uh had the inside outside ability and um mm-hmm. put put up pretty big numbers at wake but i think getting a full uh, another full year there and just having that attention now as a senior and a wake force team that's going to be a top 25 team and I yeah. think he he's got a real shot to be like maybe even an All American. I'll say it like he he had nine sacks, seventeen TFLs last year or this past year. He's six five two seventy five, so he's got that length. He he's got a great frame. Like I said, can play inside, play outside. A lot of power in his hands. Um, and I I don't think he necessarily was going to test off the charts. So mm-hmm. so I think going back and he seems like a guy who could just dominate the Senior Bowl next year. Yeah, that's for sure. He'll probably be a preseason All-American. Yeah, like, he is very, very good. Uh, yeah. Both in terms of being a college football player and a draft prospect. May, May 1st, all the early mock drafts, I'm sure we'll have them in the first Yeah, round. for sure, for sure. I mean, Walker Little was in the mall last year. Anyone can be in the mall. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, Oregon State linebacker slash edge, Hamilcar Rashad Jr. is returning to returning to the Beavers. He's a guy who put up some of the best numbers in the country last year. And if you yep. were lucky enough to tune into some Oregon State games, 
They 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 had like three guys who would jump off the screen when you watched them, and he was the one on defense. Yeah, hey, absolutely. Um, he'll probably be like talked about as amongst the top edge prospects going in. So he, yeah, he's interesting because he's he's a tweener, a guy who played like more of an yeah. off ball linebacker role as a sophomore, and then more of a pass rushing role as a junior, uh, and put up yeah put up massive yeah. numbers: fourteen sacks, twenty two TFLs. Uh, and like when you watch a Oregon State game, he's just nonstop motor. He's the guy on defense, like you said. And, and again, just jumping back to the tweener thing, like he's six four, like barely two forty, maybe two forty. Yeah. So going back maybe. and putting on some uh, some nice weight, I mean, ideally getting up to like two fifty, and then you're viewing him as that three four uh, edge outside linebacker edge mm-hmm. rusher uh, in next year's draft. I think this again really smart decision from him. You never want a guy to just jump because they put up the numbers. Yeah. Go back, put another year of that production on tape. Um, Absolutely. We see a lot of guys kind of just fall into that, like, big junior, they make the jump, and then it doesn't turn out so yeah, well for them. Yeah. Situation. Uh, okay. On to our college football bowl week one superlatives. Uh, interesting week to do superlatives, seeing as none of the major bowls uh, really happened this week. Did we, uh, just looking at my sheet here, how many Power 5 teams did we see play? The answer is one. Washington. Washington. They dominated. Chris Peterson, revenge, retire game. Amazing. <laughs> I love how it was against Boise State. I know. I think he wasn't too happy about that. I, I no, think. it kind of sucked. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, lots. this is like the perfect episode if you want to hear about some group of five guys who don't normally get talked about, that's that's I think that, the best way to describe this. That's true. So it's a bad Whoa. episode. <laughs> we got I'm a kidding. potential first I'm round kidding. quarterback. We're going to be talking about there. Okay, is as funny as some of the guys we're going to be talking about. It, it is there was like legitimate talent playing. Sure. Okay, I don't I don't like the way yeah. you sound condescending. Okay, best freshman you saw. This this was a little tough. <laughs> yeah, best freshman was I think maybe the toughest one. This the slimmest of the pickings, Rob. I ended up going with a UCF quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. Oh, can I just say it was slimmest of the pickings because group of five understands freshmen shouldn't be playing. You gotta pay your dues in a group of five. Exactly. Uh but Dylan Gabriel, hey, he paid his dues and he had a terrific freshman year as their quarterback and uh man, they gotta be feeling pretty good about him. Going yeah, their forward. their offense was not moving the ball uh through the through the Weird. air until Gabriel came into the game. Because they were rotating him exactly. and Mac a little bit. Mac obviously more of a runner, Gabriel a better passer. Yeah. I mean he's kinda like two, he's left handed from Hawaii, so uh, <laughs> that's your comp, yeah, I know. Yeah, but uh yeah, he, he was pretty good. Uh, I put him down as well as San Diego State receiver Jesse Matthews. Yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about He uh, opened that game against Central Michigan with a big touchdown grab. It was impressive. Finished with just three ga- grabs, but for a buck 11 and two scores. He was wearing number 45, so I instantly got triggered. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, it's not like he this was, like, his one game. He was playing a lot as a freshman, and they let their freshman receiver mm-hmm. wear 45. Uh, again, you got to earn the big time numbers at San Diego State. I mean, Rocky Long is the head coach, so that's actually probably true. <laughs> I mean, interesting guy. I agreed. Uh, really small, really, really fast, from, and like kind of jitter yeah. buggy. Yeah, I mean they kick they kick the shit out of the chips, but um, good season for San Diego State. Always is it's kind of like the, the most. Uh, yeah, it's like a, their most under the radar ten win season. Though. That's true. I feel like it's because they didn't have that. Normally, they have that running back who just puts up insane numbers. So they they yeah. that finished like the top ten rushing. So everyone's kind of talking about that guy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Didn't happen yeah. this year, but Rocky Long still comes through. Okay, best sophomore, a little more wide open, but barely. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna speak of a running back in the MAC baby, Jarrett Patterson at UB. Big bowl in. Uh, kind of an undersized guy, 5'9", 195. But a uh, hell of a game Really great uh, year for him, too. Yeah. Um, for UB is the only team with two 1,000-yard rushers this year. Patterson was one of them. Uh, 32 carries for 173 yards, two touchdowns. He's like... He's kind of a I weird like him running a lot. back. Like I, think, he, I he, think he's going to be a legit prospect when his time comes. 
Uh, I agree. Yeah, he's like good athlete, fast. Uh, I like his burst. contact balance for a smaller back a lot. Yeah, bit of a bit of a, like a slasher. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Like he doesn't pl- like he plays like he's he's bigger. I'll say that. Even though he's like he's not a power I back, thought but he, just he plays was like bigger he's... until I checked. And me too. That's I like. I thought he was be like five eleven to like. I thought he looked kind of short but stocky. But then yeah, he was only mm-hmm. one ninety five, right? Yeah. No, I thought yeah. he was gonna be like five nine, five ten, like two two ten ish. And no, two, yeah. He just he runs yeah. really hard. He's a uh, he does. He's gonna be I think probably the best running back in the MAC next year. Yeah, I like. I think he'll like you said. I think he'll be a legit. Yeah. Player. So I had him as well. I also put down Kent State receiver Isaiah McCoy. That's he had some one. flashy yeah. plays against Utah State and what was a damn impressive win over Utah State. Uh, the fact that Sean Lewis turned them that program around so quickly. Yeah. I also love yeah. that like they had the rule that no one shaved their beard until they like win a bowl game, and they also had the rule uh, that they would. Sean Lewis told them they could only wear those bright yellow uniforms if they made a bowl game, and then they did it, yeah, the and then they yeah. won the bowl game. Because Sean Lewis hates them. But now, you know, he's like, ah, we're going to make a bowl game. But look, you look so Sean Lewis going to be a coach in the Big Ten one day. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, I thought McCoy looked pretty good. I also put down FAU quarterback Chris Robeson. As did I. Um, uh, he's kind of like... He, he, like, he got way better good. this year from last year. Oh, yes, he did. His, like... like Last year you saw the arm a little bit, but like you was just sporadic as fuck. And, and like FAU, obviously a down year last year uh, under the lane train. I mm-hmm. think what they went five and seven and missed a bowl. Um, and Robeson obviously was a freshman last year and yeah. very inconsistent. They were like they're playing multiple quarterbacks, but he's interesting because he was supposed to be uh, at Oklahoma. Who's a four star. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not totally sure what like it was a bad reason that he he ended up at FAU, but anyway, he's here now. Um, and and th- this year he was significantly better. Yeah, he, he for uh, he's not the biggest guy. I think he's like six one, but he is be- better arm than you'd expect. I think yeah. he he's gonna put up big numbers again next year uh, with Willie Taggart and crew coming in. Even though they're obviously losing Lane and uh, Charlie Weiss Jr. It's not like a bad offensive mind's coming in. Um, no. Unless you're a Florida State fan. Uh, and, and so I think over the next two years, he, he's got a chance to potentially put something together. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the arm is pretty good. It's, it's whippy, mm-hmm. small. He's a really small guy. but um, Yeah, he needs to put on weight. Like, I don't think he's 205. I think that's what they list him at. I don't think he's uh, he, I don't think so either. <laughs> Maybe like ten pounds or fifteen pounds shy of that, but anyways, um, yeah, I I like Chris Robinson. He's not a bad guy, not a bad player, and like again, he, he, I think he's gonna keep building on this. Uh, okay, onto weekday warrior with lots of uh, lots of options because it's bowl season. We get almost a bowl game every day. <laughs> yeah, um, I wanted to, like I I wanted to save other guys for other categories, so I, I put the truest oh God, warrior we're gonna have the same of the guy. weekday rough. Yeah. Dustin Crum. When, when I got here, I was like, well, half the games are on weekday. This is kind of... Exactly. I was like, I don't want to put someone who I really should be talking about for like shooting up the board here. Dustin Crum is the <laughs> yeah. definition of a weekday warrior. Absolutely. Uh, not only doing it through the air, but I mean, only through like five incompletions, no picks, like 289. Uh, but just carry them on the ground, rushing for 147. He's Sean Lewis is Eric Dungy. He Sean is. Lewis was at Syracuse with Dino Babers and Eric Dungy. Dustin Crum is now yeah. that. Dustin Crum's going to be the preseason first team All Mac quarterback next year. That's correct. Absolutely. He, correct. he put up really good numbers this year too. And he was kind of like a wasn't he like a surprise. Woody Barrett was the just, starter at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he just kind of came in and had a hell yeah. Of a he's uh, he he was a lot of fun. He made that like that 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 what was that the best bowl game so far. Kent State, Utah State, yes, yeah. it was, and, and like was. he, he just kept that team rowing, even though like they yeah, clearly don't have a ton of points. talent. He just put the team on his back. Yeah, I think there was the one run where he like kind of shed a couple tags. I'm like, okay, there's the Eric yeah, Dunn. no, 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 he's like, running yeah, tough maybe. as hell. Yeah, I like Dustin Crum is gonna be fun at the yes. very least, just like Eric Dungy. Just like Eric, I still like Eric Dungy. I don't <laughs> care. No, no one cares that you don't care. Okay, okay best prospect you saw. 
Uh, I kept this simple and went with Jordan the Love. Rob. choice. He finally, yeah. like, we needed him to have this big game heading into draft season, heading into the Senior Bowl, yes. build that momentum. We talked about it with most of the quarterbacks in this class needing that, like Justin Herbert as well. And, and Jordan Love yes. had it. It didn't Did, win, though. I don't care. So. He he <laughs> threw for 317 yards, three touchdowns, a pick that wasn't his fault. Uh Completed pick. Yes. Completed seventy seven percent of his throws. Made the wow throws that you you love to see and that we've yeah. seen throughout his career, where it's just that arm talent is insane. But also made the throws that like the the gimme throws. The he, throws like he, he he'll miss the layup. Yeah. Yes, he's yeah. hitting the layups, he but he's also he, hitting the dunks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um like lots of throws to the boundary, and you just saw that the laser coming out of his hands and like the ball getting there. Uh, the one, the one touchdown, nice comeback throw. And then the DB just kind of slipped, and they got into the end zone. But um, and like doing stuff off script, out of the pocket. You you saw pretty much it all on display for Jordan Love. Yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, like th- one of my favorite throws he made was he rolled to his left, and he just put one on yeah. a line, like a rope. I tell you, a <laughs> rope, AJ. Uh, but yeah, he, what? he had the exact game he needed to build that first round yeah. hype for um, entering the Senior Bowl, and then he can build on that at the Senior Bowl because as of now, he's the most talented quarterback there by far. And if he mm-hmm. has that that Senior Bowl um, where he just shows off that arm talent consistently, shows off his improved accuracy, the footwork, the mechanics, then we get to the combine. It's going to be more like he's always going to, in theory, look good in shorts. And then he could, he could truly end up a first round pick because after the top three guys, it is clearly him, and it's just kind of a debate on if he can get a team to fall in love with him enough to take him in the first round. Was you know how they kept cutting to Tom McShay's analysis of Jordan Love yes. during the game? Yes. Was it weird to you that he like he he kept saying that he's gonna be a third round pick? So matter of factly, yeah. And well, he also had him as his number six quarterback. So, so I like I, sometimes I like it feels like McShay is saying NFL stuff and sometimes it's just his opinion like it's hard to grasp it you know what yeah. I mean see I I can't imagine like I could imagine him falling into the first round for sure just because it's hard to sell yes. a, uh, a team on taking a guy who threw that many interceptions this year and had that much of a fall off from his sophomore year but yeah. I just can't imagine a team wouldn't take him in the second round I 100% agree with you like yeah. we saw Drew Locke fall Obviously, the Broncos took him. We saw a couple of years ago. My comp firm's Jimmy G, so that's why this applies. But like Jimmy G, the Pats took him in the second round. Like I just don't think, especially we talked about how after after Love, it's Anthony Gordon. But like to me, it's a pretty big margin right now, and like a, like a two round margin. Yeah, like I would feel most comfortable taking Anthony Gordon at the top of the fourth round. So if you're looking for that mm. day two quarterback to to kind of develop like Jordan Love screams that and he's got all the physical tools and um I just like as a Steelers fan I would want them to take him in the second round yeah like I wouldn't be shocked if he goes in the first round I I think he should be a second round pick I'd be shocked if he isn't yeah like if he fell to the third round I like that's he's a top 60 player I think he's 41 on my board right now I agree yeah so I think if he fell to the second round and teams who need a quarterback of the future pass on him, I think that'd be a silly move. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. Just because yeah. the worst thing, like, you just, if you're taking him in the first round, I, I just don't want to throw him into action immediately. And I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, obviously, if you take a guy in the first round, there's always that pressure to do that instead of waiting yeah. and, ma- like, getting everything straight and building around him first. But, anywho, uh, who do you have shooting up the board? I'm assuming you didn't have another best prospect joining Jordan Love this week. No, I, I kept oh, it simple, okay. Rob. Who do you have shooting up the board? Uh, shooting up the board? You know what? I'm going to go first to uh, Washington DB Elijah Molden, who I thought yeah. um, had a good really game against nice. Boise State. Nine tackles. He had a really Sorry? nice game. He did. I, I, Elijah Molden's always been quietly a very, very good player for that Washington secondary. Um, half, a, half a TFL, a pick. Um, pretty versatile Redshirt sophomore, so I don't think he'll declare, but he's going to, I think. No. Uh, next year he's going to have hype entering the season and he looks like to be that mm-hmm. potentially the next guy in the line of Washington DBs to go semi-high in the okay. draft. And, and he fits more yeah. of the the nickel type of role. Um, yeah. 
I also I, I put him here as well. I also put Miles Bryant here who came away with a nice interception. Um Yep. I mean that could have the, been both. You sure. could even have uh the, the other corner, Keith Taylor, who's like long and lean, different than these two. These two are more short mm-hmm. nickel styles. Nickel uh, but yeah, too. Keith Taylor on the outside I thought had a nice game too. Washington and Jimmy Lake just know how to develop DBs and they yep. I mean their their pass defense was terrific against Boise State. They uh, yeah. they shut down Hank Bachmeyer. <laughs> uh, sticking with here? DB, uh, I got Kendall Wilder from Georgia Southern. He had a great game a against one. Liberty. Yep. They lost to Liberty, but he was not at fault. Two big PBUs, a, a interception. Um, he kind of had the the game you expected to see from a guy who's considered uh, one of the top group of five DBs in the country. Uh, against yep. a subpar quarterback in Buckshot, um, yeah, I thought I thought especially when he was on Antonio Gandy Golden, he did a really great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who I, I think nickel at the at the next level, really just high IQ. Um, I, th- I love him in zone. Yep. Uh, Senior Bowl is going to be big to kind of gauge how high he's worth taking, but had the exact performance you needed from him in a semi-big spotlight against uh, another future NFL player in Golden. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I let's jump the gun. I got best prospect versus prospect matchup as that one. And I thought, like, especially in the first half, um, that uh, George Southern secondary did a, lot, a very good job on getting Golden. He didn't really do much until what, the third quarter. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. He, he had a very quiet How, game. And, like, uh, Vildor is the guy... I'm, how how high are you on uh, Brinson, Rob? I, I like Brinson late day three. Yeah, I, I like. I thought he had a pretty mm-hmm, solid game did. too. The, the, so AGG against those two was. Fun. I think That's, Brinson kind of got forgot about somewhat because mm-hmm. uh, entering the year, Vilder and Brinson were like talked about as the best group of five corner duo. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, like, not to say Brinson had a bad year, but Vilder, the hype continued to build. Had a really great year. Gets a Senior Bowl invite, and I think people kind of forgot about Brinson a yeah. little bit. I, I I totally agree because like I thought I liked him in the day three in the summer and I think he's again Vilder kind of separated himself but Brinson didn't have a bad year at all either. Uh, who else do you have? I put ADG here. Good, I have him too. Yeah, nine tackles, half a sack, two uh, two pass defense, pretty much all over the field, pretty much what you expect to see if you've watched Akeem Davis Gaither. Um. It's gonna be fun to see him at the Senior Bowl, Rob. Yeah, he uh, he just flies. He's yeah. super he's aggressive, he's, super he's, physical, he's super versatile. Um, I think yep. te- it's gonna be interesting to see what teams, how teams want to use him because obviously he's just six one two fifteen. Um, yeah. You know how I I mentioned how okay, obviously there's Isaiah Simmons, and then there's uh, Nasir Aldean, who's like kind of like the day two version of that. Is ADG yep. the day three version? I just that just popped into my head now. Just thinking about how he's kind of used all over, and he's kind of this tweener mm-hmm. body and really super athletic and aggressive guy. That you know, what? that's a good uh, good thing. To, I like it. That's Thank good, you. Finally, the compliments I've been looking for. <laughs> it's Christmas. I got to. Uh, speaking right. of Appalachian State, I also put Darrington Evans here. Every time he needs a big game, he has a big game. He has. It's true. Big, it's good I don't think he's going to declare, but I think going to be one of the five best group of five running backs next year. Uh, yep. Big play threat does a lot in the passing game. I think there's just a role for a guy like this in the NFL, especially in today's NFL. Yeah, uh, I got two else? UCF guys to kind of cap off my list here. Um, Go for it. I'll start with uh, Richie Grant, who had a hot start against Marshall with the pick six. Yeah. And the next drive, he had the big force fumble. Um, now it, it wasn't the most consistent game from him. I still have questions about his overall tackling ability, but it was nice to see him make a big ball. Uh, ball hawking play. It was kind of a gift of an interception, mm-hmm. but seeing the effort on the forced fumble was nice. Uh, I, I, there was a lot of hype with him early in the year. Kind of died down. I wasn't yes. there with him. Yep. I, I, I hope he returns. Um, and, and just puts on a little more size, improves that tackling ability. But I thought he had this mm-hmm. was a if he does leave, this was a nice way to kind of cap off his UCF career. Yeah, that's fair. And we'll speaking of capping off their UCF career, linebacker Nate Evans, all over the fucking field. All over. Yeah. Watching the game with my brother. Kept saying, Nate Evans, Nate Evans, Nate Evans. Uh, 
<laughs> 12 tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PBU, even played some running back at the end of the game, almost scored a touchdown. Should have just gave it to him again and ran up the score. Sucks that he didn't get it. Um, I'm a Nate Evans guy. Uh, he's an old school thumper, but just so aggressive, has such a high motor. He's going to make an NFL roster. I'm not sure if he'll be drafted. I'm probably going to have a late day three grade on him. But I think this is just guy. Yeah, he just makes a roster. He's too, he's too perfect. He's too, he's exactly what I love. He's perfect. <laughs> uh, okay, S- sliding down the board. So kind of just for the sake of putting someone here, I got like ten no guys really popped up. Really, and by okay. ten I mean put seven. Put Alex Highsmith. I put Alex Highsmith. That here. I put Alex Highsmith and who played the box score because he was fantastic. Really? See, I I thought he. What? Ah, oh, fuck! I can't say the left tackles. Evan Wisniewski or something. <laughs> Almost, yeah. I thought he got the better of him. No, first, but no. Seven tackles. Alex Highsmith was dominating him. I just, I just rewatched really? I the cut know. of it too. Oh shit! I didn't know there was a cut. I want to watch it. Uh, okay, go. Alex Smith cut. just. Or, uh, Alex Highsmith, sorry. Highsmith. Uh, opens <laughs> the game with uh, at the point of attack, just blows him off the ball for. What should have been a TFL, mm-hmm. but it was, I guess it was a tackle at the line of scrimmage. Then multiple yep. times just beats him, uh, both with just hand use and uh, ability to bend the edge. Um, couple pressures. Uh, just I thought had a great game against him versus the run personally, and just playing with his head on fire. Like I wasn't super high on Alex Highsmith, or like not that mm-hmm. I was like super low, but I know some people are really high on him, and. Uh, after that, I, I starting to see the vision. See, that's why you watch the tape instead of just watching live games. Yeah, you seem stupid. Well, I thought he made splash <laughs> plays in the live game. I don't know what you were watching. Uh, on the against the run, yeah, I just didn't see the the yeah. pass rush. Play. Um, but speaking of edge, I put Curtis Weaver here. Okay, I, I have him. Uh, I have him. He, right. I, I just he wasn't splashing against Washington. Um, it's a cloudy edge class. I don't think he's going to test well. He uses his hands really well, though, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I just, in a big moment against a, in theory, big power five school, uh, I don't think he had quite the game. Um, you kind of hope for a guy some people see as a first round talent. So I 100% agree with you. I, I put him prospect who's being overhyped. Yeah, that works. Because. Yeah, I like Curtis. Like, he, he could it's, well, well, we've talked about it before. It's kind of annoying because we like we like Curtis Weaver. I just I, like I don't him. think he's a first round yeah. guy. And like we're seeing him get mocked in the teens now. Sometimes, I, I just I don't know if that's gonna happen. And like, it's just weird that the media suddenly seemed to shifted to having him as a guaranteed yeah. first rounder. And then, like you said, he just didn't really show. Yeah. Up um. I also put just in general for sliding down the board, group of five wide receivers. Uh, I thought Anto- Antonio Gandy-Golden didn't have a great game against Georgia Southern. The touchdown was nice, Agreed. but he just struggled to separate for a lot of the game and, and make uh, big plays. He was a guy that kind of, like, it's not like he needed a big bowl game, but you would have liked yeah. to see it. And I kind so, of so it's, it's one, at so. least it's nice, though, that we get to now see him at the Senior Bowl because, like, Buckshot Calvert was horrible. Yeah. So, like, it's yeah. that doesn't help. But I think Gandy-Golden just because there's already questions about his ability to separate and run routes, and this wasn't a good showcase for that. Um, I also put John Hightower for Boise State. Washington. We talked about Molden and Miles Bryant. Like, Washington just kind of shut him down. Again, not great quarterback yeah, okay. play for him either, though. No, I, I put him for who made me look stupid, just because it was such a underwhelming yeah. performance. Uh, I also put, this one might seem strange, <laughs> Omar Bayless, the Arkansas State receiver, a guy who I kind of do like, Nine for one eighty and a touchdown against FIU. He had two horrible mm-hmm. drops though, and that like I couldn't get over mm-hmm. that. I like, yeah, that's I, I agree. Like it was a solid game. I didn't end up having like, him anywhere. He, big so. big numbers, but like he dropped a, a gimme touchdown uh, yeah. and had another drop, and it's just like leaving those plays out on the field against a team at like FIU and like on this in theory big stage, mm-hmm. not a great look. Um, and then obviously, I also put the group of group of five QBs: Buckshot, Calvert, Shane Bouchelle, and James Morgan. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, Buckshot. Buckshot is not good. Well, no, no surprise. But for the other two, I guess this is a relevant thing to talk about. Uh, Bouchelle was like, I, I like he had a nice year. Didn't look good at all in this game. And uh, James Morgan, I, he I just, think he was just trying to do too much. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It's just, I'm very underwhelmed with James Me Morgan too. I know, like, there was some hype uh, around him at some points, but, like, he, like he'll like mm. he definitely be in a camp. I don't think he's getting drafted. Uh, out of nowhere prospect? I went pretty deep for this one. I, I'm going with Garrett Marino, the UAB. Okay, he had a nice, uh, in a UAB loss, he was, like, kind of the big, the guy who had the big game. Yeah, uh, 6'2", 295. There's a cutout already, so I watched the game. Uh, yeah, it was only uh, two tackles, a TFL. Batted down two passes at the line of scrimmage. Um, he's a bit of a bull in the China, China shop type. Like, he moves pretty well. He's got a good swim move. The motor is great. Plays balls to the wall. So, like, all that stuff you like. And, like, possible day three guy, I think? Interesting guy. Got some trouble staying on his feet, which is always a pet peeve of mine for, like, any in lineman yeah, yeah. on the other side of the ball, to be honest. Um, but it's, it's like, it's not him getting overpowered. It's just kind of like, again, bull, bull in the China shop where he's just not playing fully under control. Pretty good leverage. Doesn't get moved too much. Interesting guy in this game, at least. Uh, I think he potential D3. Interesting. Guy. Yeah. He, he definitely stood out. Yeah. Like it's, it wasn't like a, I mean, watching it live yet. Like if you've watched the tape, it's not like, oh my God, this is a dominant performance, but he looked pretty good. And like they stand him up there yeah. in the middle, which Fun. is kind of cool. Um, okay, I put FAU tight end John Rain here. Yeah, that's a good one. Seven for good. seventy-three in a score against SMU, and he's yes. he's a little strange. So he's like he's six two two thirty-five. So when I was yeah. watching him, um, I was kind of thinking, this is the type of guy I would <laughs> sign uh, undrafted and try and play play him in this new wave fullback role. Like, yeah. that's just how I yeah. saw him the entire game. That's just what I kept thinking about in the, like, Kyle Juice check. Obviously not to that level, but, like, that's how you're going to want to use a guy like this. It's interesting. And, like, I I mean, there's not a lot of teams that use that position anymore, obviously. But, like, I think the future of the fullback position are guys And, and like I think that, right? the thing you get with Rain is he can be your third string tight end slash that. Like, so you're not using a roster mm-hmm. spot on a true fullback. You're using it yeah. on this like H back tight end fullback kind of idea, which I think is smart. And like, uh, like especially I like undersized guy, like undersized tight ends. Sorry, yeah, for yeah, position, 100%. You know what I, mean? um, I think like Josiah Deguara is going to get some talk for that for sure. And, yeah, I think we forgot to mention it, but he's he's going to play some fullback at the senior yes. bowl too. So I, I and I think if of the senior bowl tight ends, like he is clearly the guy best fit for that mm-hmm. kind of role. Yeah, and the um, big Portland State, Julius Thomas Jr. is going to be playing that role, too, with Jim yeah, Jim interesting. Too, so that's interesting. Uh, also, because I don't want to <laughs> leave the celebration bowl out, I put Elijah Bell here, from wide receiver from North Fair Carolina enough. A&T. Just, just two catches, mm-hmm. but one was a very big touchdown. He's, I think, their all-time leading receiver. There's, uh, He was, like, kind of – he's, like, the best prospect on the, on the team, and he's interesting. He's 6'1", 225, mm-hmm. and looked like a really interesting athlete. So, threw him down. That's cool. Um so much offense in that game yeah. it was nuts fun game <laughs> celebration bowl always like a fun yeah. tune up uh, prospect yeah. made you look stupid I, I said my one uh, I have another one but John Hightower yes right because I just expected a bigger game you know what I'll, I'll throw Xavier Jones okay. in here too who I like and he didn't and look I will good. also put a group of five running back who I like who didn't look good Jonathan Ward Central Michigan Jonathan Ward yeah, I thought about Jonathan Ward. Yeah, I was hoping he have a big, uh, a big performance heading into what? Where is he? East West Shrine game, I think. Yeah, yeah. But no. Uh, that, but that that whole no. Central Michigan. I mean, it's just Jim McElwain, man. <laughs> Best prospect versus prospect matchup. Hit mine already. AGG yeah, against Vildor and Brinson, if you want. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, it's, it's easily answer. the best option. Yeah, and Vildor won. I'll give him. I'll give him the nod. Uh, okay, prospect to have played the box score. Yeah, I mean, just a quick one. I I, I think Jordan Love could fit in this category. Because, again, we mentioned yeah. earlier just the throws were a lot more impressive. Like, it wasn't a bad boxer a game other than the interception that wasn't on him again. But the throws were, were really big-time NFL throws, like, most of the time. Um, you know, I'll throw another one in, though. His his wide receiver, Mariner. I can't say his first name. But the old C-man himself. Uh, How did he okay like, the it was box a big game. He had a big game. I know, but every catch was impressive is why I put through him in here. So I just thought like it, it, all of his catches were really difficult, one-handed, getting mugged. It was like seven for one thirteen and two touchdowns. It was a big game. I just wanted to talk about him, so I threw him in here. 
Fair enough. It's impressive. Out of nowhere. Uh, I already mentioned Highsmith, but I also put James Prochet here because yeah. he was missed a handful of times by Bouchelle. Had nine for 86 in a score, but his route running just kept standing out to me, and uh, mm-hmm. Bouchelle just missed him a lot. Yeah, that's true. Prochet's, he's Prochet, man. Uh, prospect who's being overhyped. You already mentioned Curtis Weaver. I put mm-hmm. Adrian Killens here, the Central Florida running back, because they just kept talking about how him and uh, Gabriel Davis were sitting at the bowl, and they were talking about how yeah. how how that would affect the UCF offense. And like you felt Davis being not there, but with Killens, but my boy Greg McRae, baby. Well, Killens, Killens, the other four running backs they used, like it was like didn't even matter. Yeah. Um, they combined for over three, or they combined for three hundred and forty-two total yards and two scores against Marshall, and like Otis Anderson Jr. and Greg McRae and Adrian Killens are all like pretty similar style running backs, and I thought McCray, like yeah. they just easily replaced them. Like I just think it's like I have no issues with guys sitting in a bowl game, um, but I think it's like right here it didn't like him having a game another game and putting up big numbers against Marshall could only help him versus sitting out didn't help him. He's already a guy who I don't know that would get drafted unless he tests really well. I do UDFA on him. He had a really good year this year. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with So you weird how similar those running backs all are, though. They, they're yeah, all, like, is. very I, I, small, I, I, very quick, and receiving yeah. upside. Yeah, that's why Greg McCray's my boy. Retweet. Uh, small school guy who caught your eye. I mean, like, they're you know literally I, all I small school guys, so. I know, I know. So, fuck it, I, I want to, I don't have him written down, but because we're talking about another one of my guys. Gerald Bright had a really good game for Utah State, so I was glad to see that. Running with some power. I, one of my other small school guys at running back that yeah. I liked a lot. But my main guy here is uh, actually, <clears throat> excuse me, Liberty Edge, uh, Jesse Lemonier. You Lemonier, kept talking to him, too. Kind of came out of, no, like, I didn't know who he was before the game. 6'3", 240. Uh, eight tackles, two sacks. Uh, one of his sacks was just a fuck amazing get off. Kind of interesting. Uh, he's a senior, so no more time in school. But out of nowhere, and kind of an interesting guy, Rob. Yeah, no, they and like I said, they just they kept talking about him because he's, I think, yeah. the best defensive player. He's good. Uh, I put yeah. Otis Anderson Jr., who had over 120 total yards against Marshall. Uh, mm-hmm. I also put Marlon Williams, the UCF receiver. Who had uh, a 132 in a score against Marshall. Uh, and yeah. then I put your boy Mariner here as well. Yeah. That's I kind of just used this spot to put guys who caught my eye that I just didn't fit into other categories. Because everyone was a small exactly. guy. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance no. and get the extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. That's again, BLUECHU.com, promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Seven Rounds in Heaven. All right. Uh, college Football Bowls Week 2. We're recording just before the SoFi Hawaii Bowl, uh, in which we already made our picks last week. Just to remind folks, I have Hawaii Plus 2. Also have Hawaii Plus 2. Okay. On to the, the I guess, Week 2 Bowl. That's what I'm going to call it. The week two bowl games, which is who we will be talking about in superlatives next week. Um, yeah. Starting with this Thursday, Boxing Day, December 26th. Is it called Boxing Day in America? I, I think so, but I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> 4 p.m. on ESPN, Walk-On's Independence Bowl, Louisiana Tech against Miami. Uh, the Hurricanes <laughs> are six-point favorites. Uh, 
I am picking the Bulldogs because I don't trust the Hurricanes. I am picking the Hurricanes because of Meek Robertson sitting out, and that is enough for yeah. me. Yeah. How's that make you feel? Fair enough. Uh, okay. <laughs> Good analysis here. Uh, 8 p.m. ESPN uh, on Thursday. Quick lane bowl. Pittsburgh 11.5 point favorites versus AJ's Eastern Michigan. Mike Glass's farewell game. AJ, try not you said to it. cry. You said it. I'm choking up almost literally. I'm picking my Eagles. They're not going to win, but they're going to cover. Okay, that's fair. It's a, it's a big point spread for... Uh, but Kenny Pickett steps up in big moments. And he's it's never true. played a in a point. bigger game than the Quick Lane Bowl. That might be true. I <laughs> I don't know. It's in Detroit. It's home field advantage for the Eagles. That's baby. true. And I love Mike Glass, but my two favorite quarterbacks are Mike Glass and Kenny Pickett. I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to take fair. Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Jalen Twyman's going to have the game of the century. <laughs> the game yes, of the century? You heard me. Oh, yeah. holy shit. Uh, okay. On to Friday, December 27th, 12 p.m. on ESPN. The Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman. I don't know, but it's my favorite bowl because North Carolina is in it. Uh, North Carolina's four and a half point favorites against Temple. I'm taking the, the Tar Heels. Me too. Sam Howell caps the best freshman season we've ever seen. Ignore Trevor Lawrence's last year. Uh, and uh, North Carolina's up and coming. They got one of like the five best prospects in the country coming in next year. Mac Brown surprisingly mm-hmm. doing an awesome job, uh, and it all started with Sam Howell. I like I like this. Like if you know if we were to rank them, I think I'm pretty confident about UNC. Yeah, no, I, I they're one of my favorite teams to watch. I will not lie to you, but I just love Carolina-based schools. Because speaking of 320 ESPN New speaking Era of. Pinstripe Bowl, Michigan State three and a half point favorites against Wake Forest. I'm not picking me neither. That's how, like I know Sage Stroud's not playing, but. I mean, Jamie Newman's sick. Michigan. Brian Lewerke's not good. Uh, I think Wake's... I, I, I'm surprised um, D'Antoni, or D'Antonio's going to be back. <laughs> um, uh, Michigan State's stinky. I'm picking Wake Forest. Dave Colossus the goat. 6.45 yeah. p.m. ESPN. The Academy Sports Plus Outdoors Texas Bowl. I'm pretty sure the pluses are supposed to be read as and, but and. then why yeah. not put and? So I say plus. I did it with the R plus L Carriers Bowl too. You did, yeah. Uh, sorry. Oklahoma State is uh, <laughs> six and a half point dogs to Texas A&M. Yeah, why? Because Texas A&M is the greatest 7-5 team in the history of sport. What do you mean? Why is why is Texas A&M always get like overrated? Like, even when they're not very rated high. I don't understand. Mike Gundy said it. Um, that is that is true. I mean... I'm taking Tammy. Oh, fuck, Mike. Yeah. Are you really? Give me the post. You, you the post. Drew Brown uh, final game. Experience. I don't know what to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm taking Tammy. I think uh, the the trio of receivers, <coughs> Kelamond, uh, th- like, Tamu isn't a top 25 team, but, like, they... They can. Uh, They're not bad. I don't know. This is like it's a weird because like it's in both Texas. these teams are like consistently ranked in the top twenty five. Neither are ranked in the top twenty five, but they're playing each other. So in theory, it's a good bowl game. But it, yeah. it but it probably isn't. I don't know. If Spencer Sanders, he's questionable. I believe. If I don't think he will. Uh, That's why a part of the reason I took Tammy. I don't think. I don't think he will either. But. It, uh, give me a, give me a close, like plus the plus yeah, the yeah, sure. okay. uh, Eight PM FS One San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl number twenty two USC against number sixteen Iowa Hawkeyes two point favorites. Austin Jackson against uh, AJ what a game. What a game! Christian Christian Rector, yeah. is he still playing against Tristan Wirfs? Wow! Uh, go Hawkeyes! I'm not picking. Against yeah, I'm I'm also taking Iowa. Uh, I mean, come on, it's the Nathan Stanley finale. Finale, just keep saying that. <laughs> my analysis for everything. Uh, Ten fifteen p.m. ESPN, the Cheese It Bowl. Will it live up Cheese to last it. year's? No. Air Force three three point favorites against Washington State. It's Anthony Gordon's. I know. Last I'm game, taking though. Washington it's State because it's Anthony Gordon's last game. So, this is a tricky game. This is gonna be. I mean, it's a perfect Cheese It Bowl because it's just uh, a air raid of, versus uh, triple option. Can't get any better. That's than football that. porn. And, uh, yeah. Also, I uh, I know it's a stupid thing to say, but I love that Air Force. Like they should run an air raid. No nope, triple option. 
Makes me happy. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> go Wazoo. They're winning. Sick analysis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like what the Wazoo. I'm confident. Saturday, December twenty eighth, twelve p.m. ESPN. Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. AJ's number seventeen Memphis Tigers against number ten Penn State. Nittany Lions seven point favorites. I don't like that you always know who I'm about. Who I'm about yeah, to well, pick? Not hard. Um, yeah, I'm taking Memphis. I don't. I, I don't feel good. About I'm this taking game. Penn State. I wish I could take Memphis. Norvell's not there. I'm taking yeah. Nittany Lions. I think like Penn State wins, but doesn't that? Come. No, that's totally fair. But John Clifford runs a four-one by now. <laughs> yeah, over the last three. Uh, Twelve p.m. ABC Camping World Bowl number fifteen Notre Dame three and a half point favorites against Iowa State. It's an interesting. Matchup. I like it. I think it's. It's funny, like that Notre Dame's ranked fifteenth and playing an unranked team, but obviously Iowa State's better than their unrankedness. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna take the Golden Domers, but I think this will be a, a well. I'm taking game. Iowa State. I think if they win it, I knew you would. There's gonna be a lot of hype building around them and Brock Purdy next year. Fair enough, uh, and, and like and rightfully they're, so. They're I mean, not like losing anyone significant either. No, they're pretty young um, team. I think, yeah. Next year, like I could see them being a preseason <clears throat> top twenty school. Yeah, uh, sure. but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Iowa State. I just don't. I just hate Notre Dame so much. Like, I'm just completely blinded by that. Uh, 4 p.m. ESPN, the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, aka the College Football Semifinal, number four Oklahoma against number one LSU. Tigers are 14 point favorites. It's weird how we go from like multiple games that just don't to matter. Just jump straight to this. <laughs> yeah, um, I am. Confidently taking the Tigers. As am I. The suspensions. Ronnie Perkins is a big miss. Um, The DB, I'm blanking on his name for Oklahoma, is huge too, especially against this passing attack of LSU. I feel pretty good about it. Even if Clyde Edwards Hilaire doesn't play, I still feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I mean, Hilaire's a big part of that. Yes, I just think LSU's that much better. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. And like. Again, LSU's defense hasn't showed up great I think, this like, year, but there's still so much I, I think it, it's going to be a high-scoring first half, and then LSU pulls away in the second half. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Like, I would be shocked if LSU doesn't put up at least 45 points. They should. I mean, there's no reason yeah. for them not to. Uh, okay, 8 p.m. ESPN. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, a.k.a. the other college football semifinal, the more interesting game. Number three, Clemson. Two-point favorites against number two, Ohio State. I don't know which way. Justin to go Fields this game just around. said his knee isn't fully healthy yet. That's bad. Or is it smokescreen? It might be. I I'm taking the Buckeyes because I'm biased. I'm a Buckeyes fan. Uh, Ohio State's going to cover t- uh, two because they're going to win. Um, Clemson hasn't played anybody this year. They haven't been in a tough situation. Uh, Ohio State's going to put them in that, and they're not going to be able to get out of it. That's just wishful thinking. I think outside of the national. <laughs> I mean, this is the best college football game of the year to this point, I think. Well, sorry, Alabama and LSU. I don't know. They're, I mean, it's on par with that, though. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a yeah, special yeah. game, I think. Um, I am biased. I'm taking the Buckeyes because if they lose, I'm happy. If they win, so I'm smart. happy. Because so smart. The, That's the best spot to be in. Yeah. I'm like, hey, at least they got the yeah. game right. So, but uh, <laughs> Monday, the double Tigers for you, right? Yeah, Monday, know. December 30th, 12.30 p.m. on ESPN. The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Western Kentucky, three-and-a-half point favorites against Western Michigan. Rob, I have no way – I have no idea. I'm taking Western Michigan because at the end of the day, it never picked against the Mac. Fuck, that's a good point. Not this year. The only way I know I'm going to go is West, Rob. I'm going to Western Kentucky. Oh. Levante Bellamy's going for 400. It's his last game. He could yeah, not. Uh, is it Wassing's yeah. last game too? <laughs> Fuck. I'm not changing. I was gonna. I was about to change. I'm not gonna change. Go. Uh, Four go p.m. ESPN. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. What a name. Mississippi State. Four and a half point favorites against our Louisville Cardinal. It's a weird matchup. It's a weird, cool matchup. I'm kind of surprised Mississippi State's that big a favorite. I think these teams. Me are too. I'm even. taking Louisville. I th- I'm also taking Louisville. I yeah, think Louisville's better yeah. coached. Um, yeah. And that's enough for me, I guess, as I sit here. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and like a lot of the guys are saying yeah, like, State. Um, 
I don't know. It's a weird game. I think Louisville's going to be more hungry for the bowl game. Yeah. 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 4 p.m. Fox. The Red Box Bowl. Cal six and a half point favorites against Lovey Smith in Illinois. I thought about this. This is kind of a, a fumble. I think Illinois is going to be tricky. Like, I kind of like them plus the points, but I'm, I'm also taking, taking Cal. Cal. I think the defense is too good. I think it's going to yeah. be a pretty low-scoring affair. Uh, yeah. Cal just needs, like, kind of one big play to put it away. It's, like, basically a home game for Cal. Yeah, that's true. Too. Oh, I, 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 I just really love both these teams for no reason, so I'm really excited for that game. Well, Cal, Cal for a lot of reasons. They have a lot of good football players. In Illinois, because it's lovey. So I guess that's why. Because it's lovey. Uh, 8 p.m. Yeah. ESPN, the Capital One Orange Bowl. Number 9, Florida. 14.5 point favorites against number 24, Virginia. I know we've said this before, but I feel like they did a really good job with matchups in bowl season this year. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, this is an... Like, it's a weird one, but it's an interesting matchup. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking UVA plus the points, but I don't feel good about it. Same for me. Uh, I don't think Florida's the ninth best team in the country. But at the same time, then you they look aren't. at the teams behind them, and it's like maybe they are because there's just not that many good teams maybe. after like the top eight. Um, yeah. yeah. But I do. I think Virginia is better than twenty four. I think they just like losing to Clemson. Obviously, automatically like knocked them down a bit. But everyone knew they were going to lose that game. Uh, I don't think Virginia wins this game, but I think. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall and Bryce Perkins um, can keep it close. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think they lose by ten. Yeah, like less. fourteen and a half is a lot for a pretty quality program at Virginia. <clears throat> that half point makes me feel a lot better. Yes, no, most like definitely. Twenty twenty fourteen seems really twenty fourteen seems very realistic. Hundred percent. Okay. Uh, next week we will talk about all the guys we saw and all these bowl games we just talked about, and then talk about the final slate of bowl games, and then bowl season will be over, and then NFL draft season will fully take off, and it'll be senior bowl time. So thank you for listening. Uh, follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarquis13. Follow me at Rob Paul NFL.